Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Rooker Report Player Ratings Podcast. It's Gav back again, but this time we have a win to talk about. Hey! hey. Ah, you can hear the enthusiasm on the end of the line. I'm joined by Rich and Ant, uh, who are absolutely buzzing sun and one, clearly. How are you doing, Hooray. Bob Yeah, yeah. It's great. I mean, nice. if you, yeah, if nice, you forget nice about the games. first 45 minutes. Yeah, fantastic. well it's the first game we've actually won in what? I can't remember the last time someone won a proper game of football. Six months in it, six, seven months or something or other like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, to be fair, half time was not expecting that at all. Probably one of the worst halves of football I've seen in a long time. Um, but God, second half came out flying, got a nice early goal, and pff, I mean, Oxford were there for the taking, really, weren't they? And? Yeah, they were poor. They were poor. I thought the first half, like you say, was too bang average League One teams playing against each other. But then second half, I think it, it helped getting the goal that early on. Uh, nice little finish from Luke nine. Not not a great build up to Whitlight, but we'll take it. And then we looked comfortable, didn't we? We probably should have been out of sight by the time by the time we scored the second one. You know, missed a couple of good chances. So all in all, thirty professional display, clean sheet away from home. You kind of. Kind of beat it, can you? We should be more excited than what we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about you, Rich? I mean, I, I was sat there, like I said, at half time, ready to throw in the towel, but I'm glad the players didn't. Well, it was absolutely abysmal that first half. Like, it was, uh, like like you said, one of the worst halves of football I think I might have ever seen. And then you add into that the, the fact that you had a sit, uh, shaky camera, one, one angle, zooming in and out, no commentary. God, it wasn't very engaging at all, was it? But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, second half we came out and uh, and did the job. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I, like Anne said, I was very surprised at how poor Oxford were, given you know the games they gave us last season, the fact they got in the playoffs and the game they gave Newcastle last season as well. I was talking to my, my son about it. I was like, this, can you believe this is the same side that played like that? They had no intensity, no nothing. So uh, I'm glad we put them to the sword in the end. Like, but the, God, that first 45 was was turgid. Yeah, I think you've got to take into consideration the amount of players that were missing mm. too. I think um, I don't know what the what the end tally was, but they were suffering with injuries this week. But still, you can only beat the opposition that's in front of you. And I think really that was about a fair result in the end. I know Oxford will probably feel aggrieved not to have put the couple of chances away that they had in the mm. first half. But let's be fair, they weren't great weather, and Sunderland were the only team to really look threatening in front of goal. Um, set pieces though. I want to touch on that. I mean, it does feel as though we've kind of 
gone towards a model whereby set pieces are are everything, you know, win free kicks around the box, mm. make the most of your corners. Um but in the first half I felt we lent on that too much and we just weren't we weren't good enough really. And I don't want to be too depressing about the performance because by the end of it we got the win. Um but I mean yeah let's let's go into a little bit more depth on that first half and uh as you were sat there at at, at half time and analysing the performance what did you feel really that Sunderland needed to improve on most going into the second half? I thought it just needed a bit more pace. You know, we were just far too slow, which I thought having, obviously, having Danny Graham and Grant Lebbett are playing two thirty-five year olds, we weren't expected to be that quick, but we just seemed... We just seemed off the off the pace. Every, like every time we got the ball, they were so quick onto us, and um, we could didn't create much apart by you know trying to win the odd set piece. Which I thought, yeah, I will say, I thought our set pieces were poor. I thought our corner taking, and we always seemed to either go too deep or too like uh, always hitting the first man. We never seemed to be like we never seemed to kind of have threatening free kicks anymore. Where I always thought that used to be our kind of go to kind of thing, but. Yeah, it was. It was just. I mean, it was hard not to drop off, wasn't it, in the first half? Because it just was a bad, bad game between two dull teams. But you know, we got there in the end. Got there in the second half. I mean, the the um defending. I would. I, I as a whole, not just in the first half. Rich. I mean, Bailey Wright. He wasn't great last week, but I mean, mm. this week outstanding, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I mean, the 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 few things he was really asked to do, he did fantastically well. There was that um, you know, fantastic block that he made they broke away on about 62 minutes and he and he just completely yeah. neutralized that uh as well and and as well as that he, you know he hit the bar on 5 minutes um so you know yeah, he's he's he's, yeah. he's had a, he's had a good game there definitely but what when he was asked to do it he really did you know he put his foot in uh, he stood strong and 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 broke up that that one attack the, the one time they broke away really the one time that I was worried that they were you know they were going to get a good chance Mm. Party got a bit of stick before the game and about the team selection. I mean, we all looked at that team, didn't we, and kind of shit ourselves. But I mean, come the second half when he made changes, he made the, they did count. To be fair, you've got to be fair to Phil Parkinson. Although the, we looked terrible first half, he did change it up eventually, and it was the I I would say particularly the changes of Scowen and um and Gooch gave us just a little bit more impetus in the final third, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you've got to look at Gooch. I mean, Gooch's score was absolutely fantastic. You know, he's that's what you want Lyndon Gooch to do, isn't it? You want him just to be direct. You know, run, he's got pace to get around a defender. He can score a goal. Lo- lovely, lovely taking goal. And, I mean, I'm a big fan of Josh Scowen. I, I really, I don't see how he wasn't starting the game, you know. Um, I would have had him over Leadbitter. Although I thought Leadbitter was very good today, I will say that. But Scowen, for me, has got to be starting the next game. We just look more. We do look more like more of an attack and threat when he's on the pitch. Yeah, and and I th- and I would like to give a little bit of credit to um to Luke O'Nine as well because he even as a right back he gets himself into those positions what five six times a season and make you know and he's a good finisher. I, I mean to be fair the goal Howie let's talk a little bit about that <laughs> that first goal. Um, I seen somebody on Twitter refer to it as the most Sunderland goal he'd ever seen. Well, I would say it was the complete opposite. When do we ever get look like that? Yeah, yeah. When it was does a the case ball? of you know bouncing around? It ricocheted off three players before I felt one. Exactly. And when, then the keeper fluffed it. When does the ball run in run our way? I mean, to be fair, like the build up. Was was pretty good. I thought uh, Hume did really well down the left, and and I think it was O'Brien in the middle who he he picked out and he held the ball up well. But yeah, when the when the shot came in, I think was it from uh, Max Power. 
skewed across and uh, yeah. he, you know he reacted and that's all you can do he was in the right position yeah. he got himself there he reacted and he stuck it in the corner so i mean you know no complaints about it and and it completely transformed him to be honest mm. um, did you see yeah, he, uh, when he celebrated as well when 09 celebrated and power ran out when 09 turned around and went good ball mate <laughs> 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 oh, i missed that <laughs> the second goal um was yeah another another good goal I guess um I know we touched on it before Lyndon Gooch giving us that little bit of impetus when he came on but I mean that quality was sorely lacking in the first half I felt and you saw I think O'Brien missed two pretty simple chances where they mm-hmm. rolled the woman across the box got into good good positions but um wasn't able to put them away and I just felt like we were missing that quality in the final third and it was good to see Gooch come on and give it because he's been dropped out the team I mean has he started yet this season I'm trying to think um no I don't think he started the whole game I might be wrong but um yeah he comes on he comes on hasn't really had his chance this season and does what the other forwards can't do which is run at people and 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 you know scare them a little bit and great finish I mean he placed it in the bottom corner like a a player from a higher level I would say it was a a really good goal. Uh, does he break into the team? Do we think next week? I'm. Uh, I know it's a it's a, a long way away. It's seven days away. But do you think that gets him a start next week or not? For me, yeah, I think because he's he's got that in his locker. And I think to be fair, though, from coming out, he did the same last week. Though when he came on against Bristol Rovers, he came on and against tired legs, he probably looks a better player. But. He's got that little bit about him what O'Brien hasn't. As much as I think O'Brien is, is a canny player and holds the ball up well, he's not gonna. I don't think he's going to get you 10, 11 goals, whereas Gooch, you know, he possibly could break into that double figures, you know, the way he goes. How many did he get last season, Gav? Did he get seven or eight last year or something like that? Yeah, do you not, do you not, but do you not think the game maybe suited him, the time he came on, you know, tired legs tired and defence, Oxford? Yeah, yeah, Oxford have been stretched this week, haven't they? It's not like, the, you know, they've came into this game fully prepared with a strong squad. Um, sometimes the timing of the substitutes would make all the difference, and I'm I'm wondering maybe in this case, you know, had Gooch started the game, would he have had such an impact? I'm probably going to say no. Um, no. so it's an interesting one for Parkinson next week, Rich, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, I thought is is um not just the finish, but the the way he took the ball, the way he was composed and dropped his shoulder and, and kind of almost, you know, he completely did the defense with just one movement was showing a bit of class and a bit of composure you know that you know he's played at a higher level than this but um yeah at the minute um I'm not sure about him next week um it, the the using him as an impact sub I think is 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 probably the best way to get the best out of him at the minute um obviously uh, with the shape he's playing I'm not sure um whether he's going to drop Maguire for Gooch because he seems to be playing the two bigger lads up front as is uh, as you know as part of his system. So I don't know whether there is a place in there for Gooch. But what he did coming on, you know, on seventy seven minutes, you know, he was it was immediate impact, really. And mm. and if we've got him, you know, on the bench waiting to come on to do that, the teams of the tire, it's it's going to be a weapon for us this season, like. Yeah, shout out to the lads who were in the car park, by the way, watching the game. Absolutely. I mean, that was great, wasn't it? Aye. I don't know if anybody, people listening probably saw it, but there was a there was a big white van with a, a stack of ladders on the top. I mean, health and safety would have had a field day, like, <laughs> but they were stood on the ladders on top of the van, looking over, peering over the stand, watching the game, singing, cheering. Um, some people just won't be defeated, will they? I mean, yeah, so I think it was um, a bunch of lads from Gateshead who were, who were standing on top of the car. Great crack, great crack from them. I, I, loved, uh, I loved hearing them 
it was just nice <laughs> oh, yeah, to hear yes, people, yes. you know, four four or five blokes singing some songs towards the end. It was just lovely. It was that familiarity right. that we haven't had, you know, with yeah. no atmosphere at all. I was almost hoping that the substitutes would start joining in. <laughs> as long as they weren't mixing with other households, then they're all right, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I'm sure they're all in the same household. They careful. are their support bubble. Support bubble. Yeah, yeah. Gateshead's one big place, isn't it? That's <laughs> it. They're all related. Um, right, we'll move on to the player ratings, I guess. Um, we'll start with Lee Burge. I think I'll take this one, the goalkeeper. Um, I think at the start of the game, I wasn't feeling too confident about when the ball was coming into him. There was one moment, wasn't there, when um, he sort of struggled to come to the ball and Oxford probably should have scored, actually. Mm. But other than that, I don't think he had too much to do. Um, he's much of a muchness burge for me. I mean, he's, his kicking's not great. Um, but to be fair, he didn't have a lot to do. So I would probably give him a five or a six. I'm going to say a six today. don't know if anybody would disagree with me on that one. But I think, yeah, just to, I'm, I'm glad that Oxford weren't at the races today because... Uh, he needed a clean sheet, didn't he? The clean sheet will do yeah. the world of confidence. Like you know, I I agree. I think probably a six for him is he's he's not done much wrong. Ball at that first first cross in the first half where he probably should score, mm. but we got away with yeah, it. Didn't we? I've, yeah, I've gone for six as well, um, mm. and and I think Jimmy has as well in his ratings. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jimmy did on the site. Um, next up, Jordan Willis. Rich, I'll let you take this one. He uh, he had well, a better game than last week, I would say. Well, yeah, I mean. He, he, I, I wrote down his, a six, and then, uh, and then he put in that block for the second goal, where he actually, you know, he, he was really strong and, and intercepted and played the ball through to Gooch. Um, mm. So I think I bumped him up to a seven. Um, he made a couple of good blocks as well. He made a good block on, uh, I think, around like 28, 29 minutes, and um, and then again in the middle of the second half. So he put his body, his body on the line. So I'm going to give him a seven. Yeah, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Uh, and next up, Bailey Wright. Uh, as I said earlier, he had a great game, Arthur. Yeah, it was a colossus, wasn't he, at the back? You know, he just never lost a header, made, made some crucial interventions as well. And what I, what I love about Bailey Wright, his passing's fantastic for a defender. You know, he's just he's just Rolls-Royce, isn't he, in, in League One? He's, he was really poor last week and so uncharacteristic. Mm. He was losing a lot of, like, he was even losing a lot of one-to-one battles with, with the um, Bristol Rovers striker, but today he just didn't put a foot wrong. I've got a nine down. I'm going high for him. As right. I, I just don't think he put a foot wrong. Like so. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. I can't argue. I mean, Jimmy gave him an eight on the site. I think. I think he did play well. I would. I mean, we'll get on the man, the matches and stuff. But he's up there. Um, next up, the the most contentious of the defenders every week, Tom Flanagan. Jimmy gave him a six. Um, this is mine, isn't it? And I'm I'm not sure if I'm honest. I I don't think he did anything but too wrong. There was one moment in the second half, a little bit later on in the game, where the, I think a long ball came out either from the goalkeeper or the defence, and Flanagan he flew out of the mm-hmm. defence to attack the ball, missed it, and Oxford went in behind, and I think the shot went across the goal. Yeah. And although he wasn't totally to blame for it, I do wonder, you know, when you're coming that far out to to win a header, um, leaving a gap in behind, and then they nearly score from it. You're quite lucky, really, mm-hmm. aren't you? But um, six, I would say. I mean, it's going to be difficult to mark anyone in the defence low on a six when we kept a clean sheet. Definitely. Um, I don't know if anyone else would disagree. Yeah. I've gone for a six yeah. and, and definitely in being caught out of position um, and that move, I think, in 78 minutes. Yeah, he was... Yeah, yeah. That's what knocked him down from the seven. Next up is Luke O9. Um, yeah, scored. So what do we reckon there? I think it might be Rich next. Um, well... 
I mean, my first half comment uh, on my notes was meh for him because <laughs> he just didn't. He was ineffective and putting the ball, uh, you know, putting the ball in the box. He never found the man. But then he came out like a different player in the second half. Obviously, he got the goal yeah. and that got his confidence think- and. He did some lovely stuff, he, um, you know, setting up the ball down the right. He, he became one, you know, probably one of the, the most important attacking players in the second half. So I thought I thought he was great. Um, I'll never say a bad word against him. I've given him a seven. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm probably with you on that one. And I think I think with Luke O'Nine, you see more from him when the team plays on the front foot yeah. and the tempo mm-hmm. was up. But the tempo in the first half was so bad that both the fullbacks suffered because. Obviously, the tempo has to start from the, the centre midfield players who get on the ball, passing it quickly. And if we're not passing the ball quickly, then you, you, your full-backs struggle to get in behind and deliver crosses into the box. And obviously, your strikers then benefit from the better movement and, and putting the Oxford defenders maybe on the, on, on the back foot. Um, so I think really everything comes from how quickly the centre midfield players pass the yeah. ball and exchange and, and, and switch play and stuff. So I agree with you on that. I think Luke 9 um, definitely benefited once Max Power went off and Max Power's the next player down on the list um, and he, he came off quite early in the half actually our captain and I, I think with good reason he was poor I he, was, he was poor I think he might have gone off with an injury though Gab I think that's why mm. I think it was enforced but I would right okay. yeah I, but I was like kind of thinking while I was watching it, he needs to come off anyway you know I, you know I think his his performance was probably marred when he got booked quite early on. Yeah. I thought it was a little bit of Arshella Cargas. They they put a couple of bad tackles in on on us and they never got they got away with it. But he's just it was the same last week with him as well, wasn't it? He just doesn't do the he doesn't like pass the ball quick enough, does he? He like holds it up a little bit and no. and then he's you know he's always looking for this Hollywood pass which never comes off. Um, I, I wonder if the captain's armband maybe to blame a little bit like there's a bit mm. bit of extra pressure on him, but. You know, last week and this week, I'm struggling to give him any more than a five. I'm I'm looking at Jimmy's ratings. He's a five, and I yeah, can't I, disagree I think with that. The problem I've got with Max Power at the minute is, and I heard him talk about this on the club podcast. But he he he's spoke to the coaching staff, and the, the he wants to get on the ball more mm-hmm. in front of goal and try and score goals and stuff. But I don't know if he's good enough to be that player in this team, really. Mm. Um, and he, today especially, he was losing the ball far too much. He needs, an, he needs a haircut as well, to be totally honest with you. That might change. <laughs> get the nice ball. Well, well, you never know. I do you never dis- know, but I mean... I do disagree slightly. I thought in the first half, actually, like he did show quite a lot of energy and he was involved. And the position he's playing in, he's, he's constantly switching um, and kind of giving that extra support to the, to the wing-back. Um, I think it's a difficult position for him to be effective, but I think he was doing his best to to kind of to to bring other players into the game. But I do think that yellow card took the edge off his performance. It was arguing with the referee who who didn't have the best of games, but they never do, do they, at this level? But um, no. yeah, I I I I'd, I'd gone for a six. I've given him one mark more. I didn't think he was that bad, but obviously he wasn't on the mm. pitch when we were dominant. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's it. He was, we, you could see the team performed better without him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you could, but he's not going to get dropped, is he? I mean, if he's fit, he plays. He's the captain. Um, next up is Grant Ledbetter. I think this is me. I might be wrong. Um, Grant Ledbetter. I'll be honest. I didn't notice him that much, um, which might be a good thing actually, because mm-hmm. when I saw his name on the team sheet at the start of the game, I was, uh, you know, my heart sank a little bit. Mainly because I wanted to see Josh Scowen play from the start. Um, I thought that although Kelly and Brannigan 
are very good players. They didn't have the best of games today, which really suited Ledbetter because I, I felt like before the game, maybe those two would give him the runaround. Thankfully, they didn't. So, yeah, I think I agree with Jimmy on this one. On the side, he gave him a six. I would probably say the same. I think that's probably about fair for somebody who doesn't have a bad game. Didn't have a bad game, didn't stand out. Um, He was probably just happy to get 90 minutes under his belt, really, because he's, when was the last time Grant Ladbert played a mm. full game? Um, I don't know if anybody disagrees with me on that one, but yeah, six I'm going for. I thought he was a lot better once uh, once we'd scored, once we went ahead on protecting the lead. I thought he was a lot better mm. then. Thought he made some really nice interceptions, and to be fair to Grant, he he kind of passed the ball a little bit more quickly than what he usually does in in the second half to get the play more more towards Sunderland side. So I'd I'd have probably gone maybe maybe a seven, just mm. but fair play. But, I know. I'd like to see. I don't think he played badly, so I can't argue with that. I've gone for a six. Um, like Ant says, I thought is is he the most effective thing he was doing was breaking up the play. Um. And you know he he again was covering, um, for the fullbacks as well. So I, I yeah I I I I've gone for a six. Right, fair play, fair play. Next up is Denver Hume. I think this might be Ants. Uh, yeah, he was he was probably Sonnen's best player last week. Maybe not that this week, but like I said, it's hard to get your fullbacks in the game when the tempo is so slow in the first half. And Denver, you know, he he did what he normally does. He tries to get forward. He definitely shows ambition, but. Um, maybe not. Maybe not as effective as he normally is. And no, no, maybe not going forward. But I thought his defending was a lot better. Uh, today he's he he put a couple of really good sliding tackles in. I think he'd lost the ball. Yeah, in the, I was going to mention. Yeah, that. I, think, I think at the end of this was it just just before it was second goal. He'd lost the ball in a in an attacking from putting a really poor cross in, then burst mm. back and put a really really good tackle in on their lad, really crunching tackle, which you don't see much from Denver Hume. So for if he's starting to improve that, then. You know, that can only be good for him because he'll develop into a good, a good full back, wing back, whatever as he wants to be. So, yeah, I can't argue much with with a six. Yeah, I can't say any more than that because yeah. he was just yeah. average. Chris Maguire next, Rich. Uh, I he was on every set piece at least. He was on every set piece, <laughs> but to be frank, the two in the first half were were appalling, and the one just before half time yeah. was was very disappointing. It was one of those I think where it was even just a little bit too close. Could have done with being a yard or two backwards. Uh, further out, I don't. I don't know. He he seemed to be good in possession. He seemed to be creative, but I didn't see that that much of him in the game. No, that would, yeah, a bit like Grant Ledbetter. Mm-hmm. Actually. Yeah. Mm. So I've I've gone for a, a six because he didn't put a foot wrong. The one thing I will give him credit for, and this has been, I think, a, a feature of his play over the last well since Christmas at least, is his pressing and the work rate because you can't fault it. You know he's he's always yeah. there. He's, he tracks back. Um, you know it's not something we'd seen from him maybe in the first year of his time with the club, but um, certainly uh, in twenty twenty, his work rate you can't fault. So I've given him a six. He wasn't effective, but but he worked hard. His fitness is a lot better now yeah. as well, isn't it? His mm-hmm. fitness is. Uh, he started you know last ninety and and look and looking like he's you know not looking as if he's shattered when he's coming off the pitch. So I think that's possibly from what Parkinson's come in and done with the fitness-wise, yeah, he's definitely. benefited the most. Um, <clears throat> next up, Aidan O'Brien. Uh, I'm going to say he had a poor game, if I'm honest. I, th- I think he had two... As stri- strikers are judged on goals, obviously. And, and I just wish Will Grigg had been in the positions yeah. he got himself into with the ball at his feet today because twice it was right into his feet in a great position and he just couldn't put the ball on target, you know. Um I'm not saying that I'm not saying I'm writing the lad off or anything, but I just wonder, you know, 
is he is he doing enough at the minute to be starting every week? I haven't been too impressed in his first few games. I think he did okay against Villa under twenty threes, um, but last week and this week, uh, all right. Last week, this week, not great. Um, I think if I'm if I'm being fair, he was probably uh, for missing those two chances. I'm going to go as low as a four. If I'm honest, I think I think yeah, you're a striker. You've got to at least get a shot on target. I don't know. If, you, you, I saw. I'm looking at your faces now. Have I been I was a bit harsh, man. Um, you know, is I thought he he held the ball up really nicely. Um, he's obviously he's got a bit about him. He's in the place uh, on occasions in the first half was was some of the brightest stuff I thought. From from us, um, him and and all nine, um, uh, sorry, uh, him and Maguire interacting in the first half was probably the brightest bit of play. Um, yeah, I thought he was strong for the goal, like I've said. So I've given him a six just because of his involvement in the goal, because I think he he you know he he stood the ball up, up well. All right, it, it was fortunate how it broke, but um, yeah, mm. but those missed chances. I you know I like him. I think he's got a bit of class about him. So I've I've given him I've given him a six, which is. I think he can tell his goal you. scoring record isn't great, and and that's why you know what I mean by the days. A couple of a couple of the chances like I've said there, if Griggs on the end of them, he probably scores, and that's probably why he hasn't scored that many goals in his career. O'Brien, I mean, not well, Greg, yeah. obviously. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danny Graham then to round off the starters. Uh, who's next? Um, we'll go with well, you. just took we'll his headphones off, so I'll go for Danny Graham. <laughs> I? Um, I, I didn't. I must admit, I didn't notice him that much, you know. And I don't know if it's if it's because he's still trying to get match fit or anything like that. He he did nice nice linked up well with O'Brien in the first few minutes, but then I think that I think the game passed him by a little bit. Um, yeah. maybe he was looking for fouls one one too many times as well. You know, he was going down a little bit too easy for a big man. Um. Probably a five, I would say. Not great, but not you know, not bad, but not great. Maybe a five, mm, average, yeah, bang average. I'm, 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 yeah, I don't think I disagree with that. I think, I think he was one of the casualties of that first half performance, yes. whereby we didn't create anything. He, you know, when the when he did get the ball, it was usually lumped up the one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you when I'm talking about like you know the team working in tandem and the fullbacks imp- improving as a result of the intensity that the the centre midfielders provide. Uh, Graham, you can include in that because as a big man with his back to goal, you're waiting for runners off you, and if your players aren't running off you, then you. It's a bit like last week, really. We we played long ball football up to Will Grigg, who struggled. Then this week we played long balls up to Danny Graham in the first half, but he had nobody running off mm-hmm. him. Nobody with it. Players have got to get within five ten yards of him, and then the fullbacks have to start overlapping, and then things start to work. That's how you play with a target man. But today wasn't great, but I wouldn't lay much blame at his no. his door really. Um so yeah, I'd probably agree with you. Five and it's not really his fault. I think Jimmy touched on that actually. He said the same, you know, probably not his fault yeah. for the way that his performance went. Um have you got anything in, to add in on that, Rich? Um on Danny Graham, I, I thought it, yeah. I thought he just wasn't involved. Um yeah, I thought uh he I thought he worked hard, but it wasn't a surprise that he came off. He just wasn't. He couldn't get in the game at all, and and that's to do with the service. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, one thing I give him is you know he's always back for a set piece at the back. He's he's a he's a he's another big board at the back, and and seemed to be um, you know uh, handling a couple of their lads on on their set pieces. So I've given him a five, which is probably a bit generous, but 
that's because it wasn't really his fault that he he didn't get in the game. Yeah, I'm keen to round off fair. soon, so I'll I'll grab the subs and uh, see what you think of that. Scowen, um, I do think although he had one sort of half chance to score, um, Sunderland's creative attacking right wide midfielder is. Uh, the manager alluded to in his press conference this week. Apparently, he's competition for Chris Maguire. Hmm, not sure about that. Um, yeah, I think I think he, I think the fact he came on the pitch actually helped us put up the tempo because he likes to get rid of the ball quickly, but he doesn't go missing. You know, he'll pass the ball off and then he wants it back straight away. But he, he reminds us a little bit of George Honeyman in that sense, and that Honeyman always used to do that. He would go looking, wrapping around for the ball, looking for it, and he would just give it away again, and then he would ask for it back. What two seconds later, and that's what I like about Scowen. He's he's quite uh, energetic. So yeah, six or a seven actually. I think maybe for his for the fact that he came on at a time when we needed some improvement, and we definitely improved. So yeah, maybe a six and a half. I'll go with that. Um, Charlie Wyke got involved in the second goal actually. I think he put linked mm. up with Gucci in the, in in the build up of the second. Other than that, didn't do a lot. But I guess you could say a job done. He's a target man. Got involved in a goal. Um, so another seven maybe. Um, Gooch, well, great goal as we've touched on. Um, probably gave himself a good um shout for starting next week. Done everything you expect mm-hmm. of a substitute with pace and skill, really. Um, so I'm gonna even give him an eight. I think just because the goal was just right. such a good goal. I can't remember many good Sunderland goals in the last year mm-hmm. or so. That was definitely one of them. Um. So yeah, any disagreements on that, lads? I don't know if you if you have anything to add on those three players, but yeah, they all played the part, didn't they? Yeah, not not much to disagree with really. I, I think I Mark Wyke at a six. Just he wasn't really you know involved that much. He did a couple of good things, but yeah, I'd I'd go with the eight for Gooch just because of the class yeah. of that finish. You know, like you said, you know we've been a bit starved of a bit of quality, and he definitely provided mm. it. I'm going to chuck this one in this week. We're going to rate the manager because we don't normally do that on the player ratings pod. Phil Parkinson then, before the game, got absolute pelt <laughs> as everybody wanted him, dead on social media. Um, end of the game, four points from two games. That's two points a game. Decent. Just beat a promotion rival away from home, kept a clean sheet. Ooh, how much credit does he have, really? Um, I'll go with you, Ant. Oh, I'm going to throw you under the bus. and make you make this. <laughs> Come on, then. Is- What do you reckon? Phil Parkinson out of 10 today. Uh, probably seven, I would say, you know, made his subs for once, made his subs at the right time. Um, obviously, you know, I mean, I've, I've put something on Twitter saying I think Josh Scowl may have made love to Phil Parkinson's wife, that's why he's not starting, so, you know, <laughs> um, but it's nice to, I'll tell you what it is, and I've, I said this um, when we played Bristol Rovers last season when we won three, it's nice to be proved wrong. You know, it's nice when you like mm. when you like looking is. at looking at the team. You think we're gonna get we're gonna get beat here, and it's nice to to actually you know be happy be happy about being wrong about our manager really because I I get pelters and you know yeah. we've wrote a couple of pieces this week and Tom Albrighton's gone all in on him and you know that <laughs> to be honest I agree with what Tom Albrighton was saying, but it's nice to you know look look we've gone away to a team who we think are gonna be challenging us away from home uh, sorry in the playoffs. We've gone away from home, kept a clean sheet, won comfortably. You look at the season in a whole, we've only we haven't lost a game, we've lost one on penalties, but we drew, you know, so yeah, it's not been a bad start really, is it? You know, we've got a massive, massive mm. game next week where again we'll have to improve. But yeah, I'd say probably a seven for him. Man the match, Rich, I'll let you pick this one. Man the match, oh I get that. Um well, I mean <laughs> I think I think we've all mentioned him in terms of um throughout the ninety minutes, I think Bailey Wright 
deserves the man of the match, and particularly for that 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 one block tackle, when really if they if they came back into the game, then um, it would have been a very different um, you know last half hour. So I, uh, I I'm going to give it to Billy Wright. Sweet. Yeah, I don't think you'll find any. There's a lot of head nodding going on nah. here for me and Ant. So, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, lads. Thanks for joining us. Oh, like no I say, we're, we're all happy now. We've got a win, win to talk about for the rest of the week. It's nice, isn't it? Exactly, yes. um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, please drop back in. We're going to be talking this week to uh, Dennis Chuett, obviously, 1973 cup winning hero uh, he's joining the podcast at some point this week so keep an eye out for that and also Connor will be back with the review show this weekend um, make sure you subscribe on iTunes Acast, Spotify, YouTube wherever you get your podcasts and we will catch you all down the road Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.